the light that you have now shone or uh, put upon uh, those who are looking after the purists, the fighters, mm -hmm. that light will start now shining on them. Meaning that, you know, the trainers, the handlers, and keep this in mind, wouldn't it be sensible that if, if a person, if a fighter fails a drug test, then the entire team should also be banned. Not, just the one, he's yeah. not doing it to him, he, he can't be doing it to himself. He can't be administering himself. Sure. He has to have handlers. Sure. So if a man is banned, it shouldn't be the boxer, it should be the entire team of the boxer. Back in the day, I was the first to do You could have drug testing And welcome back to the number one podcast in your favorite sport, my favorite sport. And that's why you guys are tuned in to hopefully get under the skin of what Conor Ben has done, thinks he's done, says he's done, proven he's done. No idea at all. I, I'm literally, so every reaction you hear is me watching this interview for the first time. So what I'm going to do is just run the interview in real time. It's about 21 minutes long. I'll jump in at key points and just give my... My, my two, three, four, five pennies worth. And let's see if there's anything that he says that's credible. A couple of things to touch on before we, we hit play. He's, he's definitely cleaned his image up. So if you, if you look at the presentation of it, they've put that kind of warm grading over it. You know, like when they film videos in Miami and they give it that warm feel. And that's in contrast to his image of the Dark Destroyer where he's normally been seen in darkness. And they take a lot of the temperature out of the picture, so it's a lot more blue. So you can see the change. The beard's gone, so that was a waste of implants. Um, you know, the tats are downplayed this time. He's very demure, very dark, nothing that draws attention in his image. Looks a lot like Trevor Noah without the, the, the big afro, but he's come to clean his image up. Now, why you do that on Piers Morgan, I have no idea, because Piers Morgan's not the world's favourite. But maybe it's because they know the demographic that Piers Morgan attracts and they're the people that they're trying to win over. But I have a feeling those guys have made their mind up. So we're just going to run it. So the next voice you hear will be Piers Morgan's and we'll go from there. Connor, thank you for joining me. Why are you doing this interview? Oh, because I feel like a lot of people have speculated and had time to say what they want to say. And, um... No. No one's speculating. Um... You failed two drug tests, two A samples, two B samples. You failed those. That's what the public are talking about. Nothing else. You failed two samples and you try to make a fight go ahead without the right people being allowed to investigate and adjudicate on that. That's kind of what the problem is here. I've never, never been able to speak on it. The court of public opinion has been pretty savage 
about what's happened. I think it's because when the public hear anything about drugs in sport or cheating or anything like that, they immediately assume the worst. And most of the time, they're right to assume that. Let's be honest about it. You're in that horrible position for any sportsman where you failed two drug tests and you're trying to prove your innocence. But you've probably seen what social media has been saying. How has that impacted on you? I mean, it's been brutal. Um, you know, it does feel like a witch hunt. Uh, I've never seen anything quite like this before. Uh, witch hunt? No. <laughs> we just, we just want to feel like the proper process has been followed here. We're, we're experienced enough in doping cases to know that everything you have done is counterintuitive. We've been here before with other boxers. We have a real problem with it. We just want you to go to the authority that we're supposed to look to, which is UCAD, and when they give you the big tick in the box and say, on you go, we will get behind that decision, not your decision, and not your lawyer's decision. And quite frankly, who cares about the WBC's decision because they had no horse in the race. So it's not a witch hunt. It's just us saying, mate, we know what happened. The facts are the facts. We just want to know when are you going to cough to it and when are you going to get your ban? Um, in any other athlete, whether they've raised their hands to it or, you know, they've just taken a small ban, you know, I was willing to fight for my innocence and, and prove my innocence. Although there was an easy way out in the beginning in lying and saying, oh, I may have accidentally done this. I may have done this by accident and, and taken a small six-month ban. Instead, I've chose to fight this because my integrity mad more to me and I would never, ever, ever raise my hands to something I ain't done. Four months ago, you were preparing for one of the biggest fights of your life against Chris Eubank uh, Jr. Everyone was waiting for this, huge anticipation. We all remembered what happened when the two fathers fought. I remember it very well, I know your dad well, and Chris Eubank Sr. Um, hey, we need to start asking questions about that too. Is, is the doping gene hereditary? Was that passed down? Were the hints, tips, and advice passed down? Just a question, not an opinion. And then your world falls apart. What is that moment like for you when you heard about the failed drug test? Um, I didn't think anything of it, to be fair, when it was the first one. Um, when they said they found an adverse finding, I didn't really think anything of it. Really? No, not at all. Isn't that every sportsman's nightmare? Um, no, because I thought there may have been an error. I thought, let's run another test. Mm. Oh, wait, and we may come back to this point later. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sure somewhere in one of his diatribes, Conor Ben complained that they tested the same sample nine times. Now he's saying, I wanted them to run more tests. There may have been something wrong. Um, which one is it? Straight away, let's do, let's, you know, I know I've never even heard of this thing before. This is the first time this I heard the, of this the thing. the drug, which is uh, clomiphene, which can boost testosterone levels by up to I'm 50%. 26. I'm 26. And, and reduce body fat. Yeah, I'm just saying what it is. Yeah, so I'm right? 26. When people are saying... So Piers Morgan gives you half the story. That's a very literal definition of clomiphene. But he doesn't talk about off-label use, which is where it's used in sport. And it is used in sport to restart testosterone and sperm production in men. So if you're hypogonadal, you'll be prescribed clomiphene. You may be prescribed testosterone as well, but they'll start with clomid and see if that works. So it's a restart drug. 
The issue with clomiphene for most people who understand this game is what was he on before he had to take the clomiphene? I may have needed a testosterone booster. I'm 26 years old. Yeah, I, I didn't even know what this thing was at the time. Mm. So for me, I thought, okay, you know, it may have been, you know, an error or an accident somewhere um, along, we can find out what's happened. And then when it was when I found out that, you know, there'd been a second adverse finding was when I was like, okay, now something's actually wrong. There's something wrong here. Mm. And um, What are you feeling inside yourself at that point? Who's done this to me? I genuinely looked around and I thought it was the hardest part of this whole period of everything I've been through. This was the hard part was because I was looking around and thinking, OK, I'm actively taking it. It's actively in something or it's, uh, something's happened. It's definitely there. And these were the thoughts that were going on through my head. Who's done this? Do you accept this was in your body? I don't accept it was in my body. Not at all. But the scientists said it was in your urine and your urine was in your body. Twice. Not, 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 not once in an A sample and then nothing else. Once in an A sample, once in a B sample, again in an A sample, again in a B sample. This thing was found in you. So as a statement of fact, this was in your body. According to the rules of the doping regulations, this was in your body. Whether you accept it or not, a fact's a fact. You know, we, we spent three years telling the, pop, the population, trust the science. It's not always a good thing, but sometimes you can trust the science. And I trust King's College London with decades of experience in this over a kid who, who has shown to be loose with the truth. Never came out and told us who broke his jaw in Portugal. Based on independent scientists looking at the reports, based on my own scientists looking at the reports. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait one second. What independent scientists? What independent scientists did Conor Ben have? How can you have independent scientists if you have to pay them? Would they, out of the goodness of their heart, thought there'd been a massive injustice and thought they'd do an investigation? You know, like those American law students who try and get people off death row, I don't think so. He paid for all of this. Therefore, there are no independent scientists. There are none. There'll be his scientists, there'll be UCAD scientists, and that'll be all that matters. Nothing else matters. There is no independent scientist here. I don't care if they've got expert witnesses. If they're paying these guys, they're not independent. And, and what we found, people say, you may have paid for the best legal team. Damn right I paid for the best legal team. Damn right I paid for the best scientists. My career's on the line. My image is on the line, my name is on the line, and I can't be known for this. And it was more so me employing the best people to find out what had actually happened. What do you think of people who cheat in sport? It should be banned for life, especially in... Con well, Piers Morgan asked the question, what do you think should happen to people who cheat in sport? The test for cheating in sport is you fail an A sample and a B sample. That is the test for cheating in sport. There is no other test unless you're actually caught in possession of substances. Even then, they have to find that the substances are either in you or there's been a conspiracy to procure or traffic them. So when Conor Ben says those found cheating should be banned for life, like he qualifies for that lifetime ban. This is, this is factual. Context. It should be banned for life. Yeah, banned for life. You know, it's, it's, there's no room for it. There's been a fighter today who's, who's just had a brain hemorrhage. There's no room for it. I know firsthand the damage it does 
from my dad with other with Joel McLennan from I was, Michael Watson. I was there ringside of that fight. I mean, well, now we've got to go back and look at that fight and say, what would you kind of found that night? Both men got taken to hospital, both nearly died. And you think I'd do this, and people think I'd do this. It's hard for me because it's like I turned pro at 19. I'm under the public eye. They've seen how hard I work over the years. They've seen, you know, the three, three in the morning runs. They've seen the nutrition. They've seen the work I put in with my coaches. You know, everyone can vouch for how hard I work, but that's not good enough. Normally, I would say the vast majority of times a sportsman tests positive for drugs. Is it me or has this video been edited? It feels like it's been edited because the the flow, you can feel that there's something off it. I know everything's generally edited, but normally you just jump from camera angle to camera angle. It feels like this has been edited. So I wonder what's on here and what's not on here. They always say, I didn't do it, invariably. And then almost always it is proven that they did. You're in the strange position of, you're in a kind of mid, mid position right now because the WBC have come back and they have said, uh, that they think there may have been reasons why you had this in your body, but they have made a presumption it was in your body. You don't even accept no, that. I don't, I don't accept that. How so when they say you may have taken, and it got a lot of attention this, and some mockery, yeah. but when they said it may have been a highly elevated consumption of eggs, okay. could have created this positive testing, you, you don't even accept that? I don't accept that, no. The WBC, while I was on the, me and my team were on the phone to them um, on a Zoom call, they had come out and said that they are, one of their scientists are currently dealing with two cyclists who have tested positive for clomiphene in traces. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're actually going to use cyclists as an example of accidental contamination. If ever there was a sport that's dirty as hell and has been established as so for decades, it's cycling. The fact... <sighs> uh, he's not helping himself, is he? ...can prove it's in the embryos and the eggs. I'm not willing to accept it because the 270-page report that I sent over to them, mm. what my team sent over to them, had nothing to do with eggs. It had everything to do with my test testing negative three times and nine days later testing positive. They didn't conclude they found anything wrong with the testing. What they did say, they said there was no conclusive evidence that Mr. Ben engaged in intentional or knowing ingestion. Wait, so, so Connor Ben is ruling out the egg excuse and he's saying that there was something wrong in the testing. So I'm not sure, right? So I don't know what the, the precise internal process rules are. I'm not sure whether you're meant to test it once or you're meant to test it nine times and make sure it's clear nine times on an A sample and the same on a B sample. So I'm not sure on that. And I don't even think he's sure on that. But if, if VADA haven't noticed anything untoward in the testing process, it is their process, UCAD are awaiting the information so they can investigate. So... I don't know what he knows that they don't know. Of clomiphene. I don't believe it was there in the first place. You've got to remember, I've never, I don't even know what this thing is. Coincidentally, for my first VADA test, coincidentally for the biggest fight of my career, there's a, there's a substance in my body that I haven't even heard of. The reality is this particular drug, which is becoming more prevalent in sport, and no one's quite sure why, 
but it can, as I said, boost testosterone levels by 50%. It can reduce body fat. Um, so it clearly would have tangible benefits on an athlete. I mean, it would. Whoever the athlete is, it would help. If someone, if someone was doing it deliberately, it would help. Well, definitely. But what the WBC is saying is even uh, the peak of it in my system is still only a trace. Why don't you... So we, we, we need to be clear about this. You see, they always focus on this fact that it's a trace. And that's like focusing on the tail and ignoring the damn elephant and going, oh, look at this tail. He's only little. And then there's a three and a half ton elephant just behind you. Do you know what I mean? If you work on the half-life principle, that trace amount in three days can be a significant amount, depending on the half-life. Now, we're talking, some people say it takes four months to get out your system. So if he's got trace amounts, you've got to go back four months and go, what was he doing four months ago? Was he being tested four months ago? The answer I, I'd be confident is no. Is this dossier 270 pages of it? Why don't you give it to the British... Boxing Board of Control, because they're ultimately the ones that can sanction or not sanction your right to fight in this country. My dad tore up his British boxing licence on TV in the 80s. Mm. You know, the board don't, ain't going to stop me from fighting. They can't stop me from fighting. Well, they can stop you having a professional fight in this country. In this country, and that's fine, so be it. Is that they fine? Filed, they filed seven misconduct charges against me. One of them was... Whoa, whoa, I want to hear all of these. Seven misconduct charges. Seven. And you know they don't do this stuff lightly because they hate getting sued. They wanted, because uh, we wanted the fight to go ahead. The second one was because... Yeah. <laughs> so the board said, the fact that you wanted the fight to go ahead is a problem for us, considering you failed two drug tests. Duh. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the definition of doing your job as a governing body. We didn't tell you bank immediately. And on the Monday they said, we're upholding all charges. I thought you lot can do one. You think I'm going to sit here and take this? But it so, so there's seven charges. And we know one of them is you let the fight go ahead. The other one is you didn't tell Eubank Jr. immediately. Okay. And they upheld those, but he hasn't denied them. He just said, well, <laughs> I just don't want to address this. Uh, this is, I told you, this is a child of privilege. This is a guy who's never had to struggle. This is a guy who's never had to be held accountable for his own actions. And you're beginning to see that in him now. So all you guys who are Conor Ben fans, what you're seeing now, this petulant, spoiled brat thing, this is him. His dad ripping up his license in the 90s, cool. But, you know, he gave to British boxing for years before that. So this, this is a very poor show from Conor Ben. Whoever advised him to do this shouldn't be working in the morning. Yeah, well, what they've said is, well, show us the evidence. I, but I couldn't care. You've got, you've got 270 pages of apparent evidence. Surely the smart thing to do, whatever your views of the, of the Border Control, they are the governing body. Surely you should just give them your evidence. Let them well, respond. That's, that's down to my legal team. You know, well, what would stop you? I don't understand what stops you. My pride, the way they've dealt with this, the, the way the way. Gonna... Hold on, it's down to his legal team, but now he's saying his pride is stopping him from releasing the document. I think the truth is coming out now. We're seeing a lot of the petulant child in Connor Ben coming out now. This is a moment where you kind of need Eddie Hearn by your side to go, mate. This isn't going well. This is not going well at all. What we can say is he doesn't have to release it to the board. Connor Ben could tomorrow 
I don't even know, send share, media share. He could put that document out there and say, listen, this is for everyone to read if they want to. He could do that. He could redact highly sensitive stuff like his address if it's there. He could redact a lot of stuff, but we can read the 270-page document. Where is it? I won't get you through this. But the, the, well, I don't have to be licensed by the board. That's my views on well, it. You do, fight, you do the fight in Britain. I don't plan on fighting Britain anytime soon. Just put it, it all on the internet. I want to. Read it. on, I want to. Trust me. What's stopping you? The, the ongoing legal cases. That's, that's the only, that's the only you reason. You seem to... Look, this yeah. is your career, your livelihood. This is everything at stake here. Let's go back to the beginning of the interview, where this was really about clearing your name and leaving no doubt. You know, you won't hold your hands up to things that you haven't done. Piers Morgan has given you the goal. He's, he's given you that Ronnie Rosenthal through ball. You're there in front of the goal, no keeper. You could just say, right, I'll put this out in the public, let them form their opinion based on what his scientists and his legal team have put together. But still, he's being the petulant child saying he doesn't plan on fighting in the UK anytime soon. Fine. If that's the case, then why are you even suing the board? If you're not going to fight anytime soon. This is, these are just the acts of a petulant child. And at this point, I'm wondering who's advising him and whether other people are like, look, mate, just hold your hands up and let's move on. I would apologise for the adverts, but at least it's not a jerkmate advert. So we'll skip these and move on. Isn't it? No, I agree. Everything's on the line. I agree, and this is what I keep trying to tell my lawyer, but you can't do this, you can't do that. Mate, this would have been public. I've known what I've known since December, and I've kept quiet, everyone firing, everyone attacking me, everyone. And I've known what I've known since December. And I'm sitting here again going, well, why can't we just release the information? Why can't the public just know what's actually gone on? Because the public, you know, from what I just... He hasn't given us a reason why they can't release a document, by the way. There's no reason. So what's, what's the ongoing legal situation? Because from what I understand, the WBC situation is closed. There is no UCAD system or situation, I should say. So there's no process there. Then there's no process with the board because the board can't act until UCAD act. So what's the ongoing legal situation that you're going to sue the board? Okay, so you sue the board. At some point, you're going to have to present that document to the to the board anyway, as part of discovery. They have to see what this is so they can offer a defense to it. So what are you, what are you hiding? I don't, I don't get it. Looked at it today, social media, it's savage. They've convicted you. They think you're guilty. And I'm, and I'm gonna have to deal with that, I think. I think public how, have made how up How are you gonna deal with that? There will be, there will, there will be. If Eddie Hearn, your promoter says, look, it's time to, you gotta move on, you gotta progress. What do you think when, when he says that? Well, I don't think they're... I think the public have made up their mind already. Irrelevant of what's presented. Irrelevant of what the boards say. I've got... So the public have made their mind up. What's this all about then? What are you, what, what are you still fighting for? The public is saying you're a, you're a drug cheat. What are you still fighting for? It's almost like you're, you're out here. I come back to this point. Like a petulant child. You're just out here lashing out at everybody. Because your pride's hurt. And it's like when you saw him with his girlfriend and he had these really petulant kind of narcissistic tendencies around her. And that was raised as a red flag by many women online. And, you know, some of us just ignored it. But now you're seeing those same traits here. I'm DNA and I'm one hell of a fire, naturally. I work hard, I've made loads of sacrifices and I'm willing to do what other people aren't willing to do. And that's why I'm where I am, not because of cheating. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're goddamn right. You're prepared to do what other people aren't willing to do. You're damn well prepared to do stuff people aren't allowed to do. If you feel this passionately about it, I can sense it. I can sense you're emotional about this. To be branded a cheat in the court of public opinion, what, what has that done to you? Um, yes, it's, um, it's, um, yeah, it's hurt me, yeah. It's, um, it's been, um, yeah, it's hurt me, this says. Yeah. How, how badly? Um, I didn't think I was going to make it through this period. I didn't think, um, I didn't think I was going to make it through. Um, you know, there's shame. What? You're a rich man. You were born to a rich man. You live the lifestyle of a child of a rich man. Not saying that that's a defense against any kind of crisis, but you're telling me you weren't going to make it through this period because you got caught with Clomid in your system twice by a process that is generally respected and trusted the world over. And you were, inst instead of just saying, guys, I did it, can I have my ban? You were going to end it all. You, you were going through this mental health crisis. Has any sport depreciated, devalued, debased the notion of mental health more than boxing? That's the thing, isn't it, in boxing? When something goes wrong, it's mental health. I want to pause and say, here's where I'm going to take my hat off to Joshua. Joshua doesn't play these silly games. Do you know what I mean? We, we need to respect Joshua because Joshua doesn't play these silly games that other people do. So as much as we give him a hard time, Femi, man of his word. Ruiz was better than me. Usyk was better than me. I can't believe it, but I've got to dust myself off and carry on. Something I ain't even done. You know, it's, it's hard because it was like, I feel like I was on death row for something I ain't even done. You know? You're on death row for taking clomiphene. See, when you're raised in privilege like this, you have no concept of what you're not allowed to get away with. This kid's been allowed to get away with everything his whole life. Daddy, I want a box. Look at what happened. Everything opened up for him when he wanted a box. Yeah? Had everything. Had the whole Sims family wrapped around him. Reebok endorsements, this, that, and the third. You're in Rise of the Foot Soldier. Hadn't earned a single thing, but you're Nigel's boy. You're Nigel's boy. And you don't understand that privilege you grew up into. And here you are demeaning the struggles that people who don't have the glitz and glamour of being a Ben go through on a daily basis. I've done something wrong, you know, I'm human. You know, I raised my hands to it. I made a mistake. Wherever it is, my personal life, wherever it is, I raised my hands. Never, never this. And, you know, I felt like seven years of hard work and sacrifice and leaving my family and, and the image I maintained was just, you know, ruined at somebody else's incompetence. You know, it was, um, yeah. It's, uh... Whose incompetence? Bearing in mind that these tests are not conducted by the same people normally. So whose incompetence? Name names. When is Conor Ben going to name names? I mean, it's been hard for the When family. you say you didn't think you'd make it, what do you mean? Um... I didn't think I would, um, I didn't think I'd, I was taking it day by day. I didn't think I'd see another day. You were feeling suicidal? Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. 
If you're a future Conor Ben opponent, you're watching this going, I'll take that guy apart. He's mentally weak. Yeah? Because there are real people going through emotional strife. Really going through it. I imagine when Jerome Miller failed that second test, he was probably going through it too. I don't remember all of this, but he may have said it. He may have tried to grift off that too, but boxing has really debased the notion of mental health. Like you take a loss and it's like, my God, I was going to hang myself. Jesus. Yeah, and it, and it upsets me now because, because I, I don't know how I got so bad. I got in a really bad way, babe. You've got to remember, you got to remember if, if you think I'm innocent or if you don't think I'm innocent, I am innocent. Yeah, I mean, look, let me be clear. I don't know. <laughs> you got to remember, if you think I'm innocent, if you don't think I'm innocent, I am innocent. Isn't that the definition of narcissism? Okay, I understand what you think. I understand what you think over there. I don't care what you think. It's about what I think. Right? This is the first time we've met. I know your father from old. I've watched you from afar. I've admired your work in a boxing ring. But I don't know if you're in a... I would never do this to my family. I would never do this to my supporters. You think I'd do this to my dad? You think I'd do this to, to my son? Wait, hold on. You'd never do this to your supporters, the same people you stopped from commenting on your status, the same people you stopped from communicating with you. <sighs> He's now got to grow up and, and look at... Well, look at this. You think I... It's not who I am. I don't... I don't I've, there's, been, there's been too many. You know? well, what kind of thing? Um, kill yourself. People yeah. have told you to kill, yeah, kill yourself. Kill yourself. People said, um, uh, yeah, kill yourself. Racist comments to my son, my family. On social media? Yeah. Yeah. Anything in, in person? In the Nothing streets? in person, no, never. Nothing in person. Um, you know, it's cowardly. It's cowardly. I, th I, I don't even think it's social media that bothers me. It's, it was more so the shame I felt leaving the house. Although I'd done nothing wrong. I, you know, I was... You felt shame leaving the house, but no one has brought this up to you personally. Like, nothing's happened in person, but you felt shame leaving the house. Uh, why? How? I was having night terrors, panic attacks, you know. And I don't throw, I don't throw these words at it, mental health. I was really struggling. I was in a really bad way, um, you know, and I was coping terribly with it. Um, you know, I was coping in a really bad way with it. How are, you, how are you now about it? Um, it's still hard for me because it's... because I still can't believe I'm in this situation. You know, I still can't believe how much the public want me to be guilty of these or boxing pundits. You're telling me I'm... Mate, we don't want you to be guilty. We, we just know that there are two failed tests and we haven't received a satisfactory explanation as to why there were two failed tests for clomiphene. That, that's it. Like, this is all Piers Morgan should have got to, right? There are two failed tests for clomiphene. We need to know, to an acceptable level of detail and accuracy, why there are two failed tests for clomiphene. I imagine Conor Ben will say, I don't know. That ain't good enough, because remember, it's strict liability and anti-doping. If it's in you, you're guilty, unless you've got a damn good reason, and we're yet to hear it. Boxing pundits telling me I'm guilty. They know me, they know my family. You know what I stand for, you know who I am. Why are you trying? It's interesting how his PR people have coached this. And it's, it's every so often pulled down on the Nigel Ben thing. Because as long as you can link yourself to him, 
you might get away with it. But I think it's the reverse, actually. I think Nigel Benn's legacy is being tarnished by being associated with his son. Because we all assumed Nigel Benn was this warrior who was hewn from a rock that we can't fathom, who was imbued with a spirit that is superhuman. We thought this guy was superhuman. And over time, we're beginning to think, guy's just probably off his nut on steroids with them Essex boys like Tony Tucker and that, which wouldn't be impossible to believe. You're trying to label me a cheat. You're not suing the labs, right? For 2023, I'm exposing fake games, and this one is top four. Okay, so I've downloaded the game, and this is it. This I'm woman is really it. doing an advert for this. Oh, I don't know how much she paid like for it. But... Okay. Well, there, there is that talk. You think I've, what, manufacturing, manipulating, and concealing evidence? I got an independent scientist to look a report, and that's what we've seen from one of the best labs, manipulation, manufacturing, but and But that wasn't verified by the WBC. What are the WBC going to come out and say? Rob, that's oh. what I mean. You've got to go to the governing body that can actually do look I, at this do, properly. Do I, it's hard because I want this to be done. I want this to be finished and I want to... Wait, wait, wait. wait. You're going to sue. <laughs> You're going to sue a world-class laboratory a world-class laboratory, a laboratory I am sure that if you looked at their incident report, they have a defect rating, an incident rating of like less than 1%. Conor Ben is going to go and sue them. This is a top 50 world research institution. You're going to go and sue them because you took clomiphene? It... it I'll come back to this narcissist point. This is that petulant child. I can just take on everyone and if I, if I shout and scream loud enough, they'll all bend to my will. I think you'll find very quickly that that, that lab at King's College London will be like, huh, we're prepared to defend our reputation to the cow sheds and back, so to speak. ...of my career. Should I just sit back and accept the fact that Are you going to sue the board? No, of course. I'll be suing the board. When? I'll, when it will be suing them now. My, le my legal team will be in touch with you. Mean when? You know, as soon as... For how much money, do you know? Wait. What are you waiting for to sue? You got the 270-page document. Like, sue them. They're waiting. Sue them. Sue them so... Le <laughs> oh, my God. This is terrible. This is, this is a guy who's too... His ego's out of control at this point. And so I point to the people he has around him and say, well... Someone should have told him, hey, this is embarrassing now. I, I think if this goes the litigation route, I just think Conor Ben's reputation will be in tatters. For the full loss of earnings, damaged reputation. What, how much is because that? Because the, the, the board shouldn't recognise VADA. Let me ask you this. Oh, 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 that's what they... OK, so, so now everything makes sense. Because if you go back to what Robert Smith said, he said, when the test was failed... And they were notified. Not, not long after that, Conor Ben's lawyers said, you shouldn't be acknowledging VADA tests. That's what they said. They didn't tell the board, we think it was contamination. They didn't tell the board, we need to investigate this to understand what's happened, which is what Conor said earlier in the interview. They said, according to Robert Smith, VADA have no jurisdiction with UCAD, therefore no jurisdiction with the board. You need to stay out of it. That's what Robert Smith was saying. I'm paraphrasing, but if you remember that interview, that's roughly what he said. So you're going to sue 
because the board aren't meant to recognize violence. This comes back to the petulant child thing. So let me break down how I see this. There were a sequence of tests, some done by UCAD, some done by VADA. If I'm wrong, feel free to pull me up on this on, on the tweets and that. It seems that there were two UCAD tests that Conor Ben passed. And between those two tests, there's a VADA test that he failed initially. And that might have been the same with the second test. So here's my thing. If I'm UCAD, I need to understand how we missed it twice and VADA caught it once. Yeah, because maybe there's something wrong in the testing modalities and mechanisms. Maybe the UCAD one wasn't tight enough. That's so, so UCAD will want to investigate. Forget whether they want to find Conor Ben guilty or not. They will need to investigate this for their own internal audit purposes. So then the board will want to understand, hold on. How are we working with UCAD who can't seem to catch these things? And we're not recognizing Vada who seem to catch everybody. So the board will want to investigate this for their own internal processes, independently of Conor Ben's guilt or innocence. So him saying that the board have no jurisdiction over Vada is not true. The board have a fiduciary duty, a duty of care for each and every boxer so that if there is a materially significant development that may impact the safety of a boxer, the board have to intervene. If the board had let this fight carry on and Eubank Jr. or Conor Ben had been seriously hurt, Conor would have sued them. Why did you let the fight go ahead? I can't see how you win this because... You're almost saying, well, we'll sue the board if they let the fight go ahead and someone gets injured. And we'll sue the board if they say, actually, we're trying to protect people from injury, so we're not going to let the fight go ahead. This is, this is terrible. This, this is terrible. And fair play to Piers Morgan, because he's playing it so straight. He's letting Connor hang himself. Let's assume for a moment your theory is right. It's a theory. It's not proven scientifically yet and hasn't been ratified by any governing body. But if your theory is right, it was contaminated, it would prompt the question, well, why? Who would want to do that? Uh, it would be in the... It would, the only way it would be contamination if it... In whose interest in is it to, to ruin this great fight? I'm not, I'm not saying it was deliberate. What, in the lab? I'm not saying it was deliberate. You know, it may be an error in the testing. I'm not saying deliberately. Mm. I'm not saying that anyone's in the lab. Wait, like, I'll come back to the point I made before. That would mean that twice, twice... Because remember, the A samples and the B samples are stored separately, normally handled by different people, by the way. So you would be saying that however many people handled these things in total, maybe six or seven people, they were all somehow a risk of contamination in a lab that is considered world class. What are the odds of that? Liberally done this. It may, I'm not saying that at all, but it may be an accident. It may be an error. There are millions and millions of pounds at stake here, dollars, wherever you say. Does, does this all sound, from what I've said about the testing, manipulation, manufacturing, consumer evidence, from what I'm saying to you, does that sound, does that sound... Listen, you sound like you have a welter of information, but I cannot for the life of me understand why you wouldn't then give it to the, the governing body. It's down to them whether you fight in this country again. Yeah, I so don't... I don't understand that. That, to me, makes no I sense. Can, I can get a licence elsewhere. What does Eddie... I mean, I've got a lot of time for Eddie Hearn. He's, he's a... Get a licence elsewhere, OK. But you still can't fight here. Where's your fan base? What fan base is going to follow a guy who failed two drug tests, refused to be licensed in his own country and went and boxed abroad? The kid thinks he's Tyson Fury, for God's sake. He's a brilliant 
promotion. He cares about his fighters. He wants you to try and move on from this. That's, yeah. that's his advice, right? What have you said to him about that? I just said I need the biggest fight possible, the hardest fight. So the, when I beat that person in devastating fashion, there's no questions as to my whole career. There's no. Oh, well, <laughs> there will be, because it's like, you're going to have Vada testing again. You're going to have UCAD involved. If UCAD and Vada aren't involved in the next fight, Conor Ben's wins will be hollow. No one will take it seriously. He doesn't understand the damage this will do to him. Like, he's going to have to, like all of them had to, he's going to have to have increased VADA testing. He's going to have to have that because what he doesn't realize is these governing bodies talk to each other. And they talk to each other because they can't risk there being a haven where all these people can run off to and have a fight because then it, it basically relegates governing bodies to bystanders. It's done. That's, that's, what, that's what I want to do. Mm. I can't come back. I don't need no warm-up. I don't need no easy fight. I don't need a warm-up to get back into it. I'm 26 years old. Give me the best name. Give me the have biggest name. Have you been name. training properly? Of course I have. I've tried throughout this whole period. Is it hard to train properly when you're in this, now this it's fine. mental state? Now it's fine. I, I struggled. There was probably about two months where I was, um, yeah, I was in a really bad way. You know, Did um, you talk to your dad about it? Um, I did, but my dad was in a bad way as well. Why? Over this? Over this, yeah. Yeah, my dad was, he, so, I was, I was in a bad way. I was sobbing most nights. I was, didn't want to go to sleep because if I knew what I had to wake up to. Um, you got me? Wait, you knew what you had to wake up to, so you were just going to stay up and absorb it all anyway. I don't, you know what I mean? Like the eight-hour break would have been welcome, I'd have imagined, but hell do I know. This is a nightmare for me. How has this happened? How have, I, how have I got in this situation? My faith let me down. I've... You feel that? Oh, uh, yeah, 100%, yeah. Let me bring in your dad. <laughs> he went for God. <laughs> he had to pull down the God card. <laughs> how long till we see Conor Ben on Songs of Praise on a Sunday? I've just been listening to this. He's over in Sydney. Nigel, I've not talked to you for a long time. We used to have uh, a few years yeah, together. It's good to see you. Um, I've got three sons, all in their 20s, actually, one of whom is, is Connor's age. And I can't imagine many tougher things for a father to have to deal with than listening to your son talking in such a profoundly emotional and upsetting way about feeling suicidal in the last few weeks and months since all this went down. How does that, first of all, make you feel as a father to hear this? Um, I'll tell you what, um, Pierce, I was actually in the same, same position as my son. Um, I was really struggling as well for myself. Uh, I don't really drink. Um, uh, every night I was drinking like half a bottle of red wine a night on, on medication. And um, yeah, we both, we both were in the, in the dark. <laughs> Wait, did Nigel Ben say he was drinking half a bottle of red wine and... <laughs> I've got friends who do half a bottle of red wine a night, man. Maybe every other night. But yeah, they, they'll just have it with food casually. Um, I, I was expecting him to say a litre of vodka. Um, like I said, the, brand, the Ben brand is taking an absolute hammering over this. I, you know when you're... I don't know, man. Like, when you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. Dark place because... Um... The ancient Egyptians understood that they could use sound 
to reduce their weight and the gravitational effect. Through archaeoacoustic research, we are now close being able to duplicate those megalithic temples. Just as a side note, I nerd out on the idea of alternative theories around how they built the pyramids and how they were able to move those big blocks around. So that's why I let that advert run for a bit. Absolutely love it. Like, I can nerd out on that stuff all day. Um, I, I genuinely, let me, let me get full tinfoil hat seeing as I'm here now. I do. I believe that there was a civilization that existed way before we did. And I think they figured out what gravity was. And I think they figured out how to modulate and manipulate gravity. Um, can never prove it though. Kind of like Conor Ben's situation, I guess. So it's just theory. To me, it looks like this is a witch hunt. It's like we're going back to the 1800s. She's a witch, she's a witch, she's a witch. Burner, burner. And it's like, yeah, burner, burner. Think, Hold on a minute, that's my son. And one thing is, Piers, if I ever thought my son was guilty or anything, mate, I'd say, son, I love you, but you know what? You've got to deal with this on your own, mate. I'd, I'd hang him out to dry. But I was actually in this training camp with him, Piers. I was training with him. I would say on that that there are lots of benefits to being the son of somebody famous. And I've had this conversation with, with my sons. But there are also disadvantages. Connor will get an irrational 100%. amount of attention because he's your son. I don't understand why if there's this compelling dossier of 270... Let's come back to this point. You're trying to say that it's hard to be a Ben. I'd flip it around and go, Connor wouldn't have a boxing career. Connor wouldn't have the opportunity he had if he wasn't a Ben. I, I can't see how being a Ben is anyway negative. Not a net negative, not an absolute negative, nothing but being unbelievably positive. As a material... Why not make that public and why not give it to the British Boxing Board? Okay, I've, listen, I agree with you, Piers, but the same way I feel that they're dealing with Connor and not these other fighters is uh, uh, the same way they dealt with me. Listen, I... Hold on, what other fighters? Wait, wait, what other fighters? What other fighters have failed two drug tests for clomiphene. If he can name them, cool, let's go. I understand your passion, I understand Connor's passion, but I also think if you've gone to yeah. all this trouble to draw up this massive dossier of evidence and the British yeah. Boxing Board is asking for it, I don't understand how it can be anything but bad for your case if you don't hand it over. Yeah. I mean, at very least, call their bluff. Say, right, here you are, get them to respond to it. To give Piers Morgan his due, here's a guy who understands the court of public opinion. Admittedly, like, that guy hacked the voicemails of celebrities and he was an absolute scumbag for doing that. And how the media allowed that rat back in is beyond me. But he's been allowed back in. I guess he knows where a lot of the bodies are buried. So they look after him. So he knows about all of this. Like, if ever there's someone who understands what this situation is, it's Piers Morgan. And I like the fact that he's not letting that distract him from the fact that there's a very simple solution to this. Release the damn dossier. I don't know why, if I was in your position, that's what I would do. You're like your father. You are your own man, right? You are. And if you wanted to, you could put this out there tonight. Yeah. I still don't think that proves my innocence at all. I've just been cleared by... Wait, wait, wait. 
So the dossier doesn't prove your innocence. Okay, cool. If the dossier doesn't prove your innocence, nothing does. So the two failed tests still stand. How are you going to prove your innocence if all of that effort didn't prove your innocence? the organisation which the test in which I failed. I don't understand why you wouldn't want to counter that agenda by making public this dossier. Because I don't know what it is they got in for me. I don't know what, I don't know what, what vendetta it is. Yeah, but it's are. like saying you're accused of killing someone. Okay, but I've, been proved, but I've been proven innocent no, no, by the authorities that well, run that test. I wouldn't say you've been proven innocent. They just couldn't well, produce... Well, just give me the clear. They've said you're... They said there was no conclusive evidence. Just to be clear exactly what they said, right? It's not an absolutely unequivocal, you're definitely innocent, but it's certainly not unhelpful. I've seen sportsmen come back from this when they've gone through the process. Nigel. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with you. Um, I don't know what the legal side of it, but yeah, I, I, me personally, and I love my son, you know, and I know for a fact that he, he's an innocent man. Nigel, as a, a... Wait, so if Nigel knows for a fact, what is the fact that he knows? Like, oh man, ah, oh, this is hard to watch. And as, speaking as a father now, you know, yeah. Connor talked very movingly about, you know, sobbing every night while talking to you. You're in yeah. Australia, the other part of the world, you know, the time zones, you're drinking. No idea what that watch is that Nigel's got on. It might be a Hublot. It looks a bit like a Hublot, but there you go, man. He, these guys are just flaunting their privilege in front of you, saying, look, we're not struggling here. I mean, this is how the, this is how the privileged lot play. Say what we want, do what we want. You're feeling terrible too. Those conversations must be some of the most painful you've ever had in your life, right? What did you say to Connor in those, in those conversations to try and stop him from, as he put it, you know, considering taking his life? I'll, I'll be honest with you, Piv, it was like, I come home here, because I was with Connor for five months. I wasn't, I wasn't here, I was in England with him, so while he was going through this period, like, I, I was there with him, I'd stayed, I'd stayed. Well, no, you were on tour with Chris, and you you revealed, you revealed what really happened because we know what really happened. And I will posit it as a theory. This is what happened. Test number one failed. I will get the lawyers involved as Vada. The board can't do anything. The fight goes ahead. Test number two failed. Ah, oh, it's Vada again. Oh, thank God for that. Yeah. Same thing applies board back off. In parallel, the border, like, what if something bad happens? They've already weight-drained Eubank down to, to a weight that is almost unsafe for him to make. And we suspect that these guys are on PEDs to make up the difference in weight. This is a massive concern for us. What can we do? And they're probably running around, talk to lawyers, talk to guys they know in the legal sphere. They've probably pulled strings. And then they've gone, well, we can't allow this to happen because we can't get sued again. And we've got to protect the integrity of the sport. Fair play. But after that second failed test, what does Conor Ben do? He brings in Dr. Uz and he says, Dr. Uz, well, we don't know if it was him or someone in his team brings in Dr. Uz and they say, we can't mess up again ever. And Dr. Uz gets involved and he cleans up the protocol and he gives him the right stuff. Yeah. And so they carry on as normal. Had the fight gone ahead, had this never come out, we wouldn't be any wiser. Dr. Uz would have made sure that it never happened again. That was what they planned to do.
And then come October when that fight was cancelled is when this all got revealed and it all became problematic. I can guarantee that Dr. Oz would still be there now and we wouldn't be questioning a damn thing. So as much as Nigel Ben's my hero, I think he's full of it. As much as I thought Conor Ben was a good kid, he's full of it. And it's crazy to think that in a three-man discussion, the man with the most integrity is Piers Morgan. But trust me, Conor Ben wasn't trying to clear his name until that fight got cancelled and it got out in the media. He had Dr. Oz to clean up his protocols. That's what he had. Until January, uh, and then after, and then my mum died, so I had so much pressure on me. Hold on. Wait. Nigel was with Connor for five months and says he was with him until January. Connor Ben says it was the worst two months of his life. And I imagine that's October to December because that's when they submitted the thing. So when was he on the phone to his old man crying like you were with him? Your dad's saying he was with you. So who are you crying to? What? <sighs> yeah. And I was just a, a mess, and, and, and so I wasn't actually really good for Connor because actually it was, I was trying to try to be strong, but there again it was like um, while he was out, I was, you know, he was dealing with his own issues, I was trying to deal with mine, and, and we struggled, and we struggled. We, we both got through it together, thank God. Nigel, I've got to, I've got to wrap, wrap it, unfortunately. What I would say to you, Connor, is I, I feel that you're in a lot of pain about this. That's clear. And I'm extremely sorry you've been going through what you've been going through because nobody should ever feel that way and it's, it's, it's awful. And the, the court of public opinion on social media can be particularly brutal. I've experienced myself. It's, it's a very, very unpleasant thing. But I also think you can turn that around. But ultimately, this may be down to you, deciding what you want to do with your life and your future and your career. I mean, what is the dream for you out of this hell. Just get back fighting. The fighting's the easy part. The fighting, uh, this has been the hardest fight I've ever had to face. The fighting's the easy part. That's, that's no, I'm born, born fighting. It's in my blood. Well, Connor, I wish you well in, in, in pursuing this. I'm not going to make a judgment until it's all concluded. You know, the facts are what they are as we know them, but the facts can develop. You know, if there is genuinely new information, which exonerates. You know what's really interesting in this? I can hear Connor Ben sniffing. And you know that he's holding the emotions in. He might have cried after this. And it's like anyone that's been involved in a boxing gym with troubling kids will know this feeling, right? When kids kick off in the gym and you've got to restrain one of them and they'll act tough for about 30 seconds. Get off me, get off me. I'll knock you out. And as long as you can hold on to that kid for long enough and that adrenaline starts to subside, the bravado goes and they realise they're, they're dealing with something they can't control. The tears start to come. And you're seeing this because Piers hasn't given an inch to Connor. And Connor thought he could roll Piers over. Piers hasn't given an inch. And I think Connor's got to this interview and realised this wasn't the outcome I was hoping for. That's you. My advice is get it out there. Thank you. So thank you very much. And Nigel, I appreciate you joining me from Australia. It's very early over there. Uh, and I thank you also yeah. for your candor. Thank you very much. Thank you. Until I get that thing off his top lip.
<laughs> well, that is a problem, I agree. Yeah, some things fathers can't just get their sons to do. All my sons have weird facial hair. And it's, it's yeah, look at that. Close it off with a bit of humour so all the Niger Ben fans go, oh, there he is, what a father, what a son. And I hope that kind of rubs off on Connor. I don't know if that's going to work this time. I don't even know what to say now. So, I don't know if anyone's gone on YouTube and had a look at the comments. Like, I think it's like 580 comments when I had a look. And I'd say 90% of them are slaughtering Connor Ben. Like... It's insane how this has backfired. Like, 580 comments and, like, that percentage of them are, are anti. Like, what an absolute disaster. What an absolute mess. This is... I'll go back to when I first talked about this and I said they're going to dig out the Dillian White playbook and turbocharge it. And they did. And they thought they could just bully everyone with money, um, PR companies, agencies, digital kind of marketers, all that sort of stuff to try and manipulate public opinion. It's a matchroom staple. So remember when Dillian failed the test and they came out and they just flooded the market with doublespeak and imprecise terms, right? And I told you that would happen. And then if you remember when Joshua lost to Ruiz and the first thing I said um, on that Sunday, June 2nd, 2019, I think it was, was it 19 or 18? It had to be, yeah, it had to be 19. The first thing I said was, by the time of the rematch, you will wonder how Joshua lost that fight. They will tell you that it was a fluke, it was a miracle, it could never happen in a million years. And I said that would happen because they have a very simple playbook, and it's this. They know that boxing such a small sport, such a small niche, they can just flood social media, drown out anybody. But you see, when the boxing fans all work together and they, they stand behind the content that's trying to get to the truth, you silence Matchroom, you silence IFL, you silence everyone because they don't have the traction on Twitter that the boxing fans as a collective have. So here's the choice. After you've listened to this, you have a very simple choice. You can share this, not to boost my profile, but share this to drown out the nonsense you're going to hear from Matchroom and Conor Ben. Because we need to get to the truth. And the truth should answer very two, two very simple questions. One, how were two tests failed? And two, why the hell didn't UCAD pick up on any of these? They're the two biggest questions here. The board, the board not being allowed to investigate because they said VAR has no link to the board, all that sort of stuff. They're secondary questions. They're important questions from a governance perspective. But from both sporting integrity, those failed tests are important because it's clear that UCAD aren't doing the same things VADA are. And that's a problem. Because if VADA's catching everyone and UCAD aren't, it tells me UCAD aren't trying. They're just ticking a box. And that should be the biggest concern here. And on that note, I want to tap out and say, you know, thanks very much for listening. I know this was long. It ended up being longer than the actual interview itself. I didn't think that would happen. But I thought if I don't talk in context, it would just be a massive monologue of me just talking at you guys. So let me know if you, if you think this worked and I'll speak to you soon. Take care.